0: Our God is able to do so much more than what we can ask, think or imagine. Let's dream big and expect great things and attempt great things for His glory. If you have your Bibles, please turn with me to Romans chapter 10. We're going to read a few verses, then we'll get up and make our declaration. Uh, Romans chapter 10, we'll read verses 8 through 10, just a reminder of why we do this declaration. Some people think, oh, it's just part of the service, so let's get over with it. Then only we can hear the message. Uh, But the reasons are beyond that, more important than that. Uh, The Bible teaches us in many, many places the importance of speaking the word, the importance of declaring the word. Uh, Or, uh, you know, you may use the word, uh, speaking your faith, or you may use the word confession, you find that in the New Testament. And interestingly, the word confession in the New Testament is not, you know, many times when we talk about confession, we think about confession of sin. But the word confession is not used exclusively uh, for sin. It's, it's used in other contexts. And one of the other important context of the word confession, the use of the word confession Is having to do with us declaring God's words or declaring our faith. The word confess simply means to say the same thing, to say in agreement with. So when we confess the word, we're saying the same thing as the word says, or we are in agreement with the word of God. So here in Romans 10, verse 8 through 10, the Apostle Paul is quoting something from the Old Testament. Um, and uh, he, he, repeat, he brings that to our attention, the previous verses, verses 6 and 7. And then he says in verse 8, but what does it say? What does the Old Testament say? What does the scripture say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Everybody say the word is near me. You know, so when you're in a difficult situation, you're saying like, you know, who's going to go up and bring God down to help me? Or who's going to go down and, you know, raise Christ up to come and help me? That's what he says in verse 6 and 7. He says, don't speak like that. The word is near. Or if you want to put it, you say, God is as close to you as his words. Yeah. The word is near you. He's already given you your word. He's given you his word. So God is already there in your situation. If you have the word of God for a situation, you already have God on the situation. The word is near you. And it says, it's in two places. The word is near you. It's in your heart and in your mouth. Or in your mouth and in your heart. So the word is near you. It's already there. It's in your mouth. It's in your heart. Then he tells us, what do you do? Verse 9. That if you confess with your mouth. Confess means to say the same thing. To say in agreement with. If you confess that word. The word is in your mouth. You confess with your mouth. The Lord Jesus. Now that's the word they were preaching. So you confess the Lord Jesus. And believe in your heart. Believe the word in your heart or in this particular place, believe Jesus whom we preach. That God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So you believe unto righteousness, it brings you into right standing with God. Confession is made unto salvation. It's like confession is that key that unlocks and opens this whole realm of salvation for you. Salvation means healing, deliverance, everything God wants to do in your life. It unlocks that door. Confession. Confess unto salvation. Amen? So believing that word and declaring it with your mouth is so important. It's part of what God has taught us in his word. So let's stand up to our feet, please. This morning, we're going to believe in our hearts. And we're going to declare with the mouth the word of God. Uh, We have changed our declaration a little bit to include the word of the Lord for this year. Okay. You've got that on? Yeah? Yeah. Okay, great. So please follow with me. This is God's word. This is is God speaking to me. I am who God says I am. I am. I I can do what God says I can do. I will become everything God has promised I'm saved, healed, delivered, redeemed. I am blessed, victorious, prosperous, triumphant. I'm a minister of God, a servant of Christ, and a channel of his blessing to many people. I receive his word. I believe his word. And I live by his word. Christ is my master. And to him... I am in absolute surrender. I advance boldly to take new ground, to extend God's kingdom. I have kingdom power and authority vested in me. The powers of darkness cannot hold me back or pin me down. The forces of the enemy cannot restrain me. Or contain, me, or contain. The me. The greater one is in me. God's, me. God's power through me. Is more than what the devil can handle. Devil can handle. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Turn around to people next to you. Say hello. Shake hands. Nice to see Anoop this morning. God bless you. So what we usually do on the first Sunday of the year is to review the word of the Lord for the year. For the benefit of those who missed the New Year's Eve service, we just quickly review. I'm not going to repeat the whole message, but just quickly review. And also for the benefit of those who just slept through the service. (laughs) So, you know what happened after the service? Somebody came to pray, somebody came for me for prayer, and this is a girl who's been in our church, like, for, I don't know, three years or something, I just totally went blank, I couldn't remember her name. It's like, oh, God, what's her name, you know? So, so it's like those midnight hours are not very good. Uh, But anyway, so, the word of the Lord, basically, what God is speaking to us uh, as a church for the year We brought the word saying, advance boldly, advance boldly. Take new ground to extend God's kingdom. So I just want to encourage each of us to say, God, show me how you want me to do this. In my life, in my situations, in my, uh, you know, where I am in life, God, show me how I can advance boldly to take new ground for, to extend the kingdom of God. So we are kingdom people, meaning everything we do is motivated for God and His kingdom. But Jesus said, Seek first the kingdom of God. So everything we do is it's from that perspective. So whether you're growing professionally, you're growing in your business, you're growing academically, however, whatever you're doing, you're saying, God, I want to advance boldly so I can take new ground. To extend the kingdom of God. We refer to Matthew 16 verses 18 and 19. And again, I'm not going to explain the whole, these two verses in, in its entirety. But just highlight some things here. You know, we talked about the Lord Jesus saying, I will build my church. And what kind of a church is he building? He's saying the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. The gates of hell, right? So now gates are stationary. They're fixed. We go to the gates. The gates don't come to us. So the gates are not attacking the church. It's the church that is advancing to the gates. So he said, I will build my church. And this is the kind of church I'm building. It's a church that will advance to the gates of hell. Now we explained that on Sunday. We said it represents areas of demonic domination. The power centers of hell. And as God's people, we go towards that. Whatever God has assigned for your life, you go towards those gates and you go knowing that they will not be able to stop you because you're part of the church, the church that Jesus is building, which is powerful, right? So you advance to those areas of demonic domination that God puts on your heart, go against that, go after that and say, I represent the church. And these gates will not stop me. We take new ground for God's kingdom. And he's vested the church with kingdom authority. He says what you bind, you bind and you lose on earth. I mean you enforce, you permit or you disallow on earth with kingdom authority. What God would allow or what God would disallow. Now the authority that's backing you and me up is all authority in heaven and on that's the authority Jesus has. And that's the authority he's vested in you and me. So you go with that authority and you extend the kingdom. You advance against the gates of hell. Now we gave four action points uh, in, 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 in living out this word of the Lord in advancing boldly. Number one is to identify your I May mean, You find what God wants you to do. You don't have to copy your neighbors. A neighbor may have a different assignment. You have a different assignment. So identify your territory. What does God want you to extend? Where does God want you to extend? What does God want you to take in order to extend his kingdom in 2019? Position yourself in faith. So be a man or a woman who has faith in God. Because we're talking about doing exploits by faith. We can't do this with our own strengths. We can't do this by our own ability. But that's, that's where we position ourselves in faith in God. So God, I'm trusting you in all of this. And thirdly, uh, receive divine strategies. God will give you the idea. God will show you how. God will show you what exactly He wants you to do. So to receive those strategies from God. You pray. You seek God. The Holy Spirit is in you to reveal to you the things that, are, that God has prepared for you. So you listen to God. He'll give you strategies for whatever you're doing. And, and before you advance boldly, you take possession. You've got to act on your dream. Dreams are good, but you've got to act on it. You go and act on that. Say. Yes, I'm going forward to take this new territory. This morning, I just want to bring a very simple word of encouragement to our hearts. Three words. Tell your neighbor, expect great things. Right? Or just tell yourself, expect great things. So, as you and I look forward to 2019, I want us to go into the year, go forward with expecting great things have great expectations and there is nothing wrong in having great expectations or expecting great things and i pray that you know at the end of this service we're going to pray for some of us it may be very difficult to even expect anything <laughs> it's like you know some of us have come to the place we say i have no expectations we think it's a very noble place to be in, you know, no expectation. But if you have no expectations, you have nothing to motivate you. Nothing to, you know, move your engine. So even if you're parked, you're happy. But you can't live life parked. It's not the right way to live. So you and I have to be spurred or Inspired. By some expectation. But this morning, I want to encourage you and I to have great expectation. To expect great things. Now, why is it that you and I can come out of a place where we've had no expectations. Or we say, you know, we maybe for whatever reason. Maybe we face too much failure. Or too much disappointment. Or too much, uh, you know, uh, uh, suppression from people. that we've come to a place where we've said, you know, I have no expectations. I'll just... And if I just reach my grave, it's enough. <laughs> I mean, we may have, you know, come to that kind of a conclusion, living life like that. But why is it that you and I can be pulled out of that kind of a situation, of that living life like that, and come to a place where we are all dreamers, where we are people who expect great things? One good reason, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, and... 21. The Apostle Paul writes and he says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to his power that works in us. Unto him be glory in the church. Throughout all ages. By Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. So he says, Look, there's a God. He's able to do beyond our highest asking or our highest dreaming. God's able to do it. For each one of us, there's no, no partiality with God. For each one of us, this verse applies. That your God is able to do beyond what you can ask or even think or imagine. According to his power. That's at work through your life. But we've got to believe that. Some of us, our God is too small. Now, believe that the God we serve, the God of the Bible is able to do. Much more than what we can ask or think. So, increase your asking. You can never ask to a point where God says, Son, it's a little too hard for me. That's a little too much for me. Or daughter, your dreams are way off, daughter. I can't handle it. You you can never out-ask God, out-dream what God can do through your life. And, you know, throughout history, throughout the history of the church, we have example after example of ordinary people that God took and did some, you know, amazing things through their lives. Ordinary people. Now, most of us have heard of this man called William Carey. Most of us. You know, he was just... I, as a young boy, he, 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 because of the situations of his life, he had to start working early and he was working as a cobbler or like a shoemaker. Nothing okay. much to his name, a cobbler in England. Now he got saved, he came to know the Lord, his life was given to the Lord and a passion to win people for Jesus gripped his heart. Now, he could have, you know, he could have lived life saying, man, I'm just a cobbler. Maybe with every shoe I fix, I will give them a verse. (laughs) I mean, he could have done that. Nothing wrong with that. He may have won a few souls doing that. He could have. But he just chose to dream bigger. He chose to dream of distant lands. He chose to dream of going far off places with the good news of Jesus Christ. Now when he started to speak up in his day and and, and ask people during his time, why are we not going out? Why are we not going to distant lands? If the gospel we are preaching is so wonderful, why aren't we taking it out to people far off? They said, young man, sit down. If God wants to reach, they called us the heathen. <laughs> if God wants to reach the heathen, He will do it. You sit down. I mean, that was his response. And maybe he could have just sat quiet. He said, "You know, God, I tried, and uh, they're not very encouraging." No. In 1792, May 30th of 1792, William Carey, it was. In, in a Baptist church, he preached a sermon. Which people repeat till today. That's more than 200 years. That's, so that's why that sermon is called the deathless sermon. I mean, it's just, just not dying. It's, people are repeating and repeating. That sermon was a very simple sermon. He preached from Isaiah the 54th chapter verses 2 and 3. That God tells his people... Uh, You know, uh, extend your borders, lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes, enlarge your tents. Just trying to get the people to, hey, enlarge your vision, enlarge your tent, lengthen your cords. Let's talk about the heathen. Let's talk about reaching lands, distant lands, going out far places. And those days it was not easy because they had to travel by ship. So he preached a very simple sermon from Isaiah 54, verse 2 and 3. It had two points. Expect... Great things. Attempt great things. So today we keep repeating the same points. We keep preaching that sermon over and over and over again. Two points. Expect great things. Attempt great things. Now because of the context in which he preached it later on. Somebody added, you know, expect great things from God. Just to be clear. Attempt great things for God. I mean, that's what was the original context of his message. Anyway, so today when people repeat it, they say, expect great things from God. Attempt great things for God. That was William Carey's sermon. Simple, two points. And then, about a year later, see, that time he still had nothing to his name. But he decided to act on his own message. A year later, 1793, he uprooted and he sailed all the way with his family to India. Came somewhere near Calcutta, settled down there. He spent the next 40 years of his life in India. He didn't go back even once. But the legacy he left is for lack of better words, is mind-boggling. Think about this, and I'll just quickly summarize what happened to this one young man, or one man. He, he was engaged to teach, he was employed to teach, the, uh, teach in Bengali, or teach languages, he teach Bengali, Sanskrit, Marathi, he translated the Bible, the whole Bible, into Bengali, Oriya, Marathi, Hindi, Assamese, and Sanskrit. He translated parts of the Bible into twenty-nine other Indian languages and dialects. He established a printing press in Serampur that published books and textbooks for the use in schools. He founded the Serampur College uh, to train people in in, uh, edu- in arts and science. He founded the. Agricultural Society of India, his social work uh, went beyond education. He worked with the government to outlaw practices such as sati and infanticide. He left a lasting legacy. And what accomplished, what he accomplished in that 40 years is literally mind-boggling. For us to learn Hindi itself is... (laughs) I mean, hey, look at what he did. Translated the whole Bible. Bible. In so many Indian languages. Obviously means he had to come. He had to first learn those languages. Learn it well. Then translate. One man. Cobbler. Expect. Great things. Attempt. Amen. So this. Morning, as you and I are looking up ahead of us. You see, William Carey lived his life. He literally did that. He expected great things. He attempted great things. And he's left a legacy. What kind of a life are you going to live? I trust that each one of us will live lives where it will be said of us, they expected great things and attempted great things for God. And God working through them did much more than what they asked or even dreamed of. Amen? So, in whatever sphere of life or society. You are involved in. You may be you know, in education. You may be in business. You may be a scientist. You may be in some other area of work. Whatever. Expect great things. Attempt great things. And God is faithful. Amen. I want to just say a few words. About us as a church community. As a people together. That for us as a community, we also want to dream big and expect big things and attempt big things for God. And our vision, many of you can say it when you're asleep, (laughs) is to be salt and light in the city of Bangalore. To be a voice to the nation. And to the nation. That's our vision. And when you say salt and light, it's not just some nice things we say. Salt permeates. Salt diffuses into its environment. Salt adds flavor to its environment. So we're talking about having influence. You are a person of influence. Salt. Light. Light dispels. Light penetrates. So we're talking about having impact. See, when light comes on, darkness leaves. So when you talk about salt and light, we're talking about influence and impact. So we are a people, a community of people who will have influence and impact. Salt and light in our city, a voice to our nation and to the nation. Now to live this out, to, to translate this into what we want to see accomplished. I've put it down in six points. You have received it uh, already by email. I'll just go over it very quickly. And then we will close this morning. So. What do we want to see happen. As a church community. Number one. You can fasten your seatbelts if you like to. We're going to have five church locations. With each location serving at least. Please say it. (laughs) At least 50,000 people. So that we at any point are ministering to 250,000 people in our city. You can say amen. (laughs) So pastor, that's, that's a little too big. No, it's not big for God. Amen. Just dream. If you can't have faith, it's okay. Just dream. Just imagine. It's okay if you can't have faith. Just imagine. That's all. God is looking for somebody who can at least dream. At least have a picture in your mind. of what this would be like. So imagine coming. Uh, you're part of a church community where there are 50,000 people worshiping there. Now I'm not saying the Lord may show up and you know, may have two services, three services, whatever. that may number be. But God, that's the kind of influence we want to have in the city. What do you think? Can you have it? or not? Amen. It will be. Amen. That's where we're going to go. You say, Pastor, but why? Why can't we be the chosen frozen? (laughs) Why are you talking such big numbers? You see, just think about this. We're living in a city that has maybe 12 million people or more. It's growing every day. And we don't know what the city limits are these days. Right? So we're living in such a big city. So even if you're talking about 250,000 people, it's minuscule compared to 12 million and growing. It's nothing. Nothing. Amen? Second, we'll quickly go to the remaining five before you get scared. (laughs) The next thing we want to do is to at any point in time, we want to be ministering to 1 million people in our city. That means these, all this 1 million will not be coming to APC. Uh, but that's already happening. That means we are serving more people who, in our city than those who just attend church. Through all the ministries that are happening outside. So we want to be able to touch 1 million lives. Ongoing, continuously. 1 million lives in our city. Again, when you look at 1 million in the light of 12, it's nothing. And given all the technology we have, the tools we have, it's not difficult to do this. Number three, we want our Bible college to be a place that equips and sends thousands. Everybody say thousands. Thousands of anointed men and women who are strong in the word and yielded to the Spirit. You want to send such people out across our nation to go and minister. Why? We need such people. We need more of these people to work, to serve the Lord across our nation. So we want to be able to send them out to impact our nation and the nations. Number four, you want to see thousands of churches planted across India. We need good churches And we can do our part. Even if we plant 10,000 churches, it's very minuscule compared to the size of our nation. So we need to see those churches planted all across India. And lastly, because we are voiced to the, sorry, number five, we want to equip pastors and churches across our nation. Thousands of them. Because there are so many churches, thousands of churches, thousands of pastors who need equipping. They say, help us, give us something spiritually so we can pass it on to our congregations. Not everybody's graduated from Bible college and has the, you know, uh, degrees. No, there are many, many who are working around the country who, who just have some basic understanding. They're serving God. We want to go and help them, equip them, bless those congregations, bless those pastors so that they can be more effective in their ministries. Number six is we want to see thousands of churches planted outside India globally. So all of you are planning to go abroad? Please get trained (laughs) and then go. (laughs) No, I'm just sure. Thousands of churches all across the world. By men and women that we've been able to bless, equip and then send out. And they can go and plant those churches. So what do you think? It can happen or not? I think God can do it. He's just looking for people who will ask him for that. And who will imagine that or think like that, dream like that. Amen? So how are we going to do it? Two simple strategies. One, our emphasis will be on the supernatural. Say, God, this is going to take place because of the power of your Holy Spirit. Through signs, wonders, and miracles. Through healings and deliverances. That's how Jesus did it. That's how the church in the book of Acts did it. And that's how we are going to do it. By the power of God, working through each one of us, lives will be touched. So we want to have, you want to be, all of us be equipped for supernatural ministry. And number two, we want to be in, uh, doing strategic ministry. What is strategic ministry? Meaning intelligent ministry. Do it intelligently. Be innovative. Be relevant. And you maximize what we do. For impact and influence. So we want to be strategic in how we go about doing uh, ministry. And live as a church community. So. Expect great things. Advance boldly. In 2019. Go forward. In whatever God's called you to do. Expect great things. Attempt great things. Amen. And us as a church community. We will advance boldly. We will expect great things and attempt great things. Amen? Let's rise to our feet, please. Amen. Amen. Just come up, please. I'm not very sure how we'll go, but just be ready. So as you stand here this morning, I want you to just lift up your heart to God. If you put no ceiling on what you can ask or what you can think, what would it be? Do not tell us? Tell God. So stand here this morning, the next few minutes. Take off all ceiling all limitations on what you can ask or think for your life, for your own life. And lift it up to God this morning. And Father, I pray, Father, for those who might find it difficult to do that today. God, because of what they have already faced in life, because of failures, disappointments, they find it difficult to dream they find it difficult to ask but now this moment let the Holy Spirit encourage them and the Holy Spirit release them so that this morning God they will ask you and they will dream without limitations what is it that you want God to do with your life as you're standing here this morning ask him, tell him dream God do this through me God, here's my life maybe it's to do schools, ask him maybe it's to build businesses, ask him maybe it's to help certain class of people Ask him, tell him, dream. Holy Spirit, flow through every person, God. Inspire dreams, inspire dreams. There's nothing impossible with God. You're able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think. Father, I pray that you will set things in motion for us, O God. Let situations, let people, let resources, whatever is needed, begin to come together. In the name of Jesus, Father God, we pray. Let things be set in motion for that dream that we are asking you for. For what we are praying for right now, God. Orchestrate things in our situations. Orchestrate things in our life. Let people begin to come into our lives sent by God, ordained by God, divinely orchestrated by God. Let doors of opportunities begin to open up, orchestrated by God. Let unusual channels of resources begin to come into our hands, orchestrated by God. Let there be favor upon our lives. Favor, God. Unusual favor. Orchestrated by God. To enable us, Father, to live out the dream. To see what we're asking and thinking fulfilled. Let it be said of us, O God, that the people who know their God, they are strong and they are doing great exploits. They are strong. They're doing great things. They expect great things from their God and they are attempting great things for their God. Let it be said of us.
1: unimagined, Who could understand your way raining high above the heavens, reaching down in endless grace. You're the lifter of the lonely Compassionate and kind You surround and you uphold me And your promises are mighty light Your plans are still to prosper You have not forgotten us. You're with us in the fire and the flood. You're faithful forever. Perfect in love. You are sovereign all. fire and the flood for our good you're standing for our good for your glory even in the valley you are faithful you're working for our good you're working for our good for your glory your plans are still to prosper you have not forgotten us in the fire and the flood You're faithful forever Perfect in love Love. You're faithful forever Perfect love You are so over
0: Thank you, God. Thank you, Father God. You are Sovereign, you are powerful, that nobody can stop what you do, God. The Father, in the name of Jesus, I bless every person here. I declare that each of us will live lives that are fruitful, lives that are victorious, lives through whom Lord the kingdom of God will advance. That each of us, Lord, will be people walking under the anointing of your Spirit. That each of us will be people through whom signs, wonders, miracles will take place right where we are, God. That out on the streets, in the malls, in our places of work, Jesus will be present doing many things. That God, we will be people who will display your greatness through what we do. That the goodness of God, the wisdom of God, the power of God will be displayed through each of our lives. That we will be such people who will bring glory and honor to you. A bless of our homes, our families, our marriages, our places of work. We are a people blessed by God and we are a people who are a blessing to those around us. Thank you, Father. And declare that we are blessed coming in. We are blessed going out. That we are a blessing to our city and our nation and to the nations. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, our Heavenly Father, and the sweet fellowship of His Holy Spirit be with each of us always. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Expect. Great. And attempt. God bless you. Go do great things for God. Amen. Have a great Sunday. See you again. We trust that this message was a blessing to you. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at contact at apcwo.org. Also visit our website abcwo.org for additional resources. Thank you for listening and God bless you.